Hey, what's going on, beautiful people? Mika Joy here, uh, aka the voice behind the truth of the Truth Moment podcast. And I'm super excited to be in the building as a guest host on this week's episode of The Men Show. Y'all stay tuned. Hello, world. You know, my name is Jason Tyler, the person. This is SeaWorld Hollow. And this is The Men Show mentoring, empowering, and nurturing. Yes, sir. Goddamn. <laughs> it's a new day. <laughs> Welcome to The Men's Show, the show that is motivating, motivating empowering, empowering, and nurturing for all who care to listen. Hosted by two lifelong friends, Jason Tyler the person and the podfather, C. Will Hollow. Won't you join us? Hello, world. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Professional Conversationalist, a.k.a. the hardest working man in podcasting. And you are now tuning into The Men's Show, the show that is here to motivate, empower, and nurture. Won't you join us? And I'm so glad you are, because today we have a special guest host in the house, my pod sister, the one who got this thing crack-a-lacking, Miss Mika Joy. How you doing this morning, ma'am? I am blessed, groovy, and I'm light on this Sunday morning. <laughs> I can feel it beaming through the phone, man. Can you really? I can dig it. Oh, that thing powerful then. Where my lighter at? Where my lighter at? Come on now. <laughs> Come on. How you doing this morning, ma'am? I'm great. I'm great, Chris. And I am, I'm so happy to be joining you on this episode. I just, I'm so honored. (laughs) Choose your words wisely. So I like that word, honored. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you picked up the call. Uh, You know, I think the relationship that we've developed over the past couple months, as you got me started, you know, uh, with the beginning of... uh, the podcasting world and mm-hmm. it's taken off like a wildfire for me and you've been an avid and ardent supporter of my show or I should say shows excuse me because <laughs> I got multiple shows going on uh, yes yes I, I, I got I go back to my girl Tina Marie on Square Biz she said I got to keep them eyes in the fire you see so I, I have to have multiple <laughs> iron fire some days I run out of time um, because we only got 24 hours in a day. But I, I say that to say this, um, being able to find or discover a new nuance about yourself is such a powerful thing. Um, I think as, as we were taught and as we were told earlier in life, you know, once you become an, an adult, quote unquote, you put away childish things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and being able to kind of recreate and reinvent yourself is such a powerful thing and it's such a necessary thing for growth and maturation in this thing called life and I, I want to go back and just like you said honored I want to go back and just pay you some homage and, and show you some honor um, for uh, again getting this thing started for me back in August um, by allowing me the opportunity to to join the Truth Moment podcast. So it was already in the works. Um, Jason Tyler and I had discussed 
um, having you be a part of the Men's Show podcast. So that was already in the works months ago. And he, he and I also discussed, so we don't have so many laps in between episodes, uh-huh. that we kind of bake in a co-hosting, uh, like round robin type of tournament, so to speak, to you know have people come in and sit in for me if I'm out or sit in for him if he's out. So the fact that you were more than happy and more than elated to join the podcast this morning man listen it again like i said i can feel the energy through the phone so <laughs> <laughs> yes man i felt um you know what i'm saying i, I didn't even hesitate actually when you asked me i was like okay there we go because i've been waiting <laughs> i've been waiting on Tag me in, coach. <laughs> so you know what i'm saying but you know we we all have have built a relationship uh me you and jason on on this this podcasting journey mm-hmm. and so it's it just it just felt right you know it was only right you know what i'm saying so of course i'm gonna pick up the call <laughs> i'm not gonna ignore it and decline no okay well we appreciate it so uh before we get started um please briefly introduce yourself to the listeners of the men's show wow now isn't this different for me <laughs> this 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 is different uh, to be on this side and in, in this seat. Uh, but hello, world. My name is Tamika. I also go by Mika Joy. Uh, I reside here in Orlando. I am on a entrepreneurship journey. Uh, I, I don't title myself an entrepreneur as of yet, but uh, I, I just, uh, I'm on a journey. Uh, I am a mother of three. I have a 22-year-old son. I have a 18-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old daughter. Uh, I am a 40-year-old single woman, and I am a creator. Hmm. And I guess that's that's about it, Chris. Wow, that's, that's a. I mean, I mean that's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, you know, I love language. You know, I love words. Yes, yes, you do. So let's back this thing up. Let's back it up. To me and the listeners, why you would say you are not an entrepreneur. Mm, I knew you were going to do that to Um, me. Yes, you knew it. I had to take a sip of my tea before, (laughs) because I knew it was coming. (laughs) I knew it was coming. Well, I guess I I say I don't own that title as of yet, uh, because I don't feel like I have fully arrived. Mm. I don't feel like I am in that place or in that space that I can I can say yes I am an entrepreneur. You, so that's why you are so absolutely wrong about that. I know you go. I knew it, you were gonna hit. Of course, of course, because it is about to your your words, right? I don't have to use my own here. I, I can use your own words. You said this podcast journey. And it is not about the destination. So it can't be about the arrival. Now, I know what you mean because mm. you, don't feel, <laughs> you don't feel like you are an entrepreneur because I think when people hear that word, they associate that word with power, leverage, freedom, mm-hmm. opportunity, 
millions, right? Because when people mm-hmm. say they're an entrepreneur, usually they are already established. So if we can right. back it up and play a little word association, just say that I don't feel established because it's okay. about your feeling, not necessarily what you are not. Because let me tell you, ma'am, you you don't work for anybody and you are bringing in revenue. Now, it may not be what you want or the amount that you want, but you're bringing in revenue streams without this is true sense of you know any kind of company or business other than yourself so you are by definition an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> well since you put it like that facts, si. facts. we gonna back that thing all the way from there. <laughs> um but listen i will say this um having you be a part of my journey in the world of podcasting and in the world of entrepreneurship again playing word association using your words uh, because you use very powerful words if you didn't know that you use the word i am a creator like wow (laughs) listen to me (laughs) i don't know how you can be an entrepreneur but not be a creator so you need to kind of have some fertilizer and mm-hmm. your creativity is the fertilizer, is the foundation. Yeah. Sort of the catalyst to entrepreneurship. So you are a deliberate creator at that, not just a creator, right? Because some people kind of create things by having chance and circumstance. You are a deliberate creator. So you are out <laughs> here purposely <laughs> making this thing happen. So um, not only for yourself, but for other people too. So I really uh, appreciate that because, again, I- I'm just going to pay all 100% credit to the fact that you asking me and allowing me to be a part of your podcast and it was just that one time and mm-hmm. it, I will go back to you know I love to pull stuff from the Bible because you and I had a conversation not too long ago and I want to make my listeners understand that it's not about me being a religious person because I would probably never claim that like, I grew up in a religious mm-hmm. household but I'm not a religious person now I'm a spiritual person yeah. And what that means to me is my my thoughts on my spirituality means that it's free flowing. Mm-hmm. And when we're able to understand and gravitate towards how that what that means, it starts to seep in everything that we do. Yes. And so the fact that you say you are a deliberate creator takes me back to scripture. Where well, take us back. Take us back, sir. We are more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was meditating one day, and that line came to me that said, we are more than conquerors. We are creators. Mm. <laughs> right? We are out here perpetuating mm-hmm. this thing that we call life, whether we know it or not. And the reason why I say that is, again, I don't think we understood what the word entrepreneur was right 20 years ago you're right you're absolutely right but now we know what it is and dropping my own podcast <laughs> in my mind now yeah. we know better it's on <laughs> do what do better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there we go so I, again i don't want to make it about me but um no you're cool you're cool <laughs> this your show you know well, but but again, I want to just pay, like I said, pay homage as you being a, a spark that lit the flame that is now the men's show and 
in my mind, everybody knows Chris, and we thank you so much. Oh, thank you, and I'm I'm so glad y'all doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? This this is this is exactly where the both of you all need to be. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you have too much to share, I, not to share. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> too much to share, not to share. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna get into today's episode topic, and again, you and I had a brief conversation where I just kind of organically thought about the topic of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so I want to title today's episode Moms of Men. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Ooh. And again, you know, I love language and I love words because they have meaning, they have purpose. They are the foundations of yes, life that we create for ourselves. So um, as the acronym MEN, M-E-N, stands for Motivate, Empower, and Nurture, I came up with a quick drop for the word MOM. Mm. And to me, mm-hmm. that word, the acronym MOM, or the word MOM, to me, stands for Maternal Order of Mothers, which kind of is... Oh, look at you. <laughs> mm, uh, kind of a double meaning, but um, at the same time, another one came top of mind for me, uh, and it's mind over matter. Mm. Mind over oh, God. Because to me, the women in my life, not I only have one mother, uh, Chathia Theola Williams. Or How Chath- you doing, mama? <laughs> Chath- Chathia Theola Brown now, she's remarried. Uh, to my stepfather, Mr. Rodney Brown, who is a great guy. And he's he's a, a seeker of truth as well. So I appreciate my conversations with that guy. But I, will, I want to say mind over matter because to me, the women in my life, uh, going back to my grandmother, Osteen Bradshaw, to my aunt, Sarah Moore and Diane Richardson, or AKA Sarah Bradshaw and Diane Bradshaw, um, to again my mother Chathia or Miss Theola but also a lot of other women in my life uh, my cousin Tammy my cousin Nisi, uh, my cousin Betty my cousin Josie um, I, I can drop so many names of women who are mothers but play yeah. the role of hey ladies <laughs> play the role of mother in my life and it brings me back to our conversation and our topic, Mika, because if I'm gonna be honest, you are the mother of the men show, and in my mind, everybody knows Chris. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Now I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm trying to keep it. You know, I'm trying not to get too, you know, too live here. Do on your my, thing. Do, show, your, but do your thing. What? Yes. That thing touch me now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I was getting ready to take a sip of my tea, and I slowly, oh, mm. that's ain't powerful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, 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 uh. What do you have to say about that? Uh. Oh, I had to finish myself here, but uh, I, 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 I'm at a loss of words. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. You just, you hit me with that, for real. I wasn't ready. Mm. 
I don't know what to say to that. Well, right now, I, I I'll, I'll fill in the blank to, to you ready to jump back in. And the reason why I use the, the, the words mind over matter and the reason why I name dropped those women, including yourself, is because I had the opportunity um, to sit back and watch you women who are very dynamic, who are very powerful, who are deliberate creators. Again, create a life not only for yourselves, but to help and motivate and empower and nurture, Mm. create lives of your offspring and for those in your purview. Like, again, you reaching out to me for the podcast back in August sparked and spawned into two other podcasts right Mm -hmm. other opportunities and other things will come from that so i think sometimes like again very not to get too sentimental but we do wait and wait wait did you say you think you think opportunities okay or or do or do you know hold on message (laughs) come on come on i I had i had to do it okay correction ain't punishment facts um, okay, proceed. So, so I know opportunities will come of it because opportunities have already come of it. So you, you're mm-hmm. you're 1,000% correct. Uh, but again, like I said, not to be too sentimental, but I want to talk to you because as you, you, you told us earlier, you are a mother of three um, and a mother of a young man and the mother of two daughters. I wanted to talk to you as again it being related to the topic of being a mother of a young man and mm-hmm. right like i said the mo- mother of men right like so you can <laughs> show so as being our resident den mother as the one who is a deliberate creator and you feed us with so much energy and vibrance and creative thought and purposeful thought like i wanted to just have you on this particular podcast as my co-host to, to, to let's talk about the importance of being a mother and what you have not only instilled into your son um, but also what you've instilled into your daughters but how you've influenced others and then talk about the women that influenced you to be who you are today mm. well I'm ready I'm ready to go down <laughs> I'm ready so where do we begin Sai? so as I stated mind over matter Mm -hmm. what do those words mean to you Mm. those words mean to me no matter what it is no matter what you're faced with you have to first you got to make sure your mind right okay you got to stay you got you got to be strong and you have to know that no matter you know what the situation is on your journey that you can get through it. Mm. It's, it's that mental strength. Got it. I like that. And that's what and, and the reason why I thought about mind over matter because when you have a traditional parental unit mm-hmm. you have a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who know me they know I did not grow up in a traditional background in a traditional home. I grew up with my grandmother and my grandfather on my father's side. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my grandmother 
and grandfather from my mother's side, right then and there, that's already very non-traditional because most folks grow up with their maternal grandparents, right. not the fraternal or you know fraternal grand grandparents. And and my parents were very young, so that kind of beset you know a different path for me from a traditional upbringing standpoint. Right. So because I was removed from my, my mother and I was removed from my father and life breeds situations, circumstance, but it also breeds opportunity if you look at it close enough. Mm-hmm. So being the fact that I grew up with my paternal grandparents or my fraternal grandparents, excuse me, my father's parents. These are the these are the Bradshaws. These people are very steeped in you know the church, the religion, and 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 the community. But they also had worldly knowledge, quote unquote, game. <laughs> <laughs> they did, and I mean both of them. And and but the background or the emphasis of the game from my grandmother was different from the emphasis in the background. Uh, of the game from my grandfather. So I really enjoyed listening to the stories that these people told about their lives and their backgrounds and their situations growing up and how they came up. And what those things did instilled in me at a very young age, a certain type of wisdom that I think we are missing in today's society. I would agree. Right, Um, they call it old school, right? Mm -hmm. Growing up with that, type of wisdom and that knowledge and discernment prepared me for where I am in life right now. So again, making that about, you know, what you feel and how you think those words mean to you. What does the word mom mean to you? Mm. No one's ever asked me that before. Well, you know, I don't even know if, oh, I don't even know if I'm really, oh, well I will say this Um, as a mother the first word that comes to mind is responsibility Mm -hmm. Um, responsibility um, teacher Um, (laughs) the word mother there are so many different hats that a mother wears and hmm. Chris you 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 hit me you hit me because you, you got me over here like really trying to get all these thoughts and, and, and be able to verbalize them to where they make sense not only for you but for your listeners well I don't I, here's, the, here, here's some game that my grandmother gave me Cause I never thought, I never really thought about that. You know what I'm saying? No one's ever asked me that. Well, here's what my grandmother told me. Follow your first mind, right? And, and, and again, where I am in life right now, if I knew better back mm-hmm. then, there's a lot of things that I would have followed my first mind, i.e. don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how you connect the dots. Yeah. And she taught me that at a very, very young age. Again, she would say, grandson, follow your first mind, meaning, if you sit there and overthink something, you're gonna like, um, oh, okay, here goes some street game. You study long, you study wrong, right? <laughs> so I think and the beauty about life is 
then you can kind of step back or see the forest for the trees. Right. Or the bird's eye view, come out of the situation and look at it in totality and not have such an emotional reaction or connection to the situation. Yeah. So right, okay. that's what I want you to do on the show. I don't want you to overthink the questions, right? Just follow your first mind. Whatever came top of mind to you, um, because again, we always have an initial response to something, but again, we say to ourselves, well, I don't want to say this, or I hope people understand. <laughs> put it out. I'm going to make it do what it do. <laughs> okay. So hit me with the question again. All right. We finna, so, we finna... What does the word mother or mom mean to you? the word mother means to me responsibility you said many hats and i like the thought stream that you were on i think you kind of talked yourself off of that path but i did i, I did i like the way you were going i like where you were going with that i did it was going to open up you know so many other conversation points that we could we could have so i did um so back to the many hats that a mother has to wear um in the midst of of being able to take on, put on one hat, take it off, put on another hat. You know, it 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 takes a woman who is first of all ready to take on the responsibility of motherhood. Because see, you have to kind of you have to kind of put you to the side. Okay. And I think that's what makes the journey of, of motherhood difficult. Um, for many women because you know this this isn't being a mother isn't something that we're taught mm. as young girls you know what I'm saying yeah we grow up and we have our baby dolls and we're taught to you know put clothes on the baby doll comb the baby doll's hair um, you know nurture the baby but from that point on I don't I don't think it's very many lessons that are being taught on how to be a mother you know, a lot of us just go off of what we remember being taught mm-hmm. as young girls. Mm-hmm. So when you when you become a mother, you have to know that hey, look, I gotta I gotta put me to the side, and I am now responsible for another human being. And so when I say responsible, that to me that that goes so many that goes down so many different roads not only responsible for another child but i'm also responsible for myself as a mother if that if that makes sense oh absolutely absolutely i think again not to give a technical definition of the word um but to give root cause to the meaning of the word i think that's definitely in totality totality excuse me um of of of, you know what the word means um what kind of feelings do that does that word you know invoke when you when you hear it hmm it's a heavy word <laughs> it's a heavy word um i the, the feelings that I, I i get when i hear the word mom are a, a, com- a combination of feelings um there's happiness mm-hmm. there's sadness there is um sometimes the feeling of being a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. um there's beauty in motherhood um 
those are just some of the, the feelings and worries that come to mind just right off real got it I like that I like that I think for myself here's what I would say when I hear the word mom to me it actually is the definition of the title of this podcast men to me Mm. the word mom means motivate empower and nurture because again all those women that I named um, at some point in my life motivated me they empowered Mm -hmm. me they they nurtured me Um, and I think again to talk about where we are today in today's society versus where we were when we were children coming up I think all of the mothers in my life at that time um, whether it was empowerment through correction Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people associate these words with very lofty feelings like feelings of love and happiness and joy but you gotta you gotta have some correction you gotta have some discipline that's true and to me those words encompass those things they don't just mean okay well we're gonna love on this kid and we're gonna hug him and we're gonna kiss him and we're gonna tell him he can do anything and not necessarily come along with some guidelines to say okay bro <laughs> yeah how we gonna do this like when we tell you to be in bed by nine o'clock we don't mean 9 15 9 30 we mean nine o'clock yeah. uh, so the motivation but it, i will say this also and the reason why i said mind over matter because i witnessed right as they say do what you do do as i uh, say not as i do but we know that people do as you do not as you say so what i witnessed with those women uh was the mind over matter because i've seen them time and time again overcome so many obstacles Mm. so many different things roadblocks and situations um for being black women like let's talk about that let's talk about what it meant to be a black woman in the 70s in the 80s in the 90s and the 2000s mm-hmm. um, so you're seeing these women overcome obstacles whether it was obstacles in the workplace whether it was obstacles in society or whether it was obstacles in the home because not everybody's house was a home oh right? that's facts yeah so we saw a lot of uh things go on as children and these things we're fed into our psyche on how we should conduct ourselves in society and some of them were wrong some of them were dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing i can say for sure about the household in which i grew up in uh in my grandfather's house he was all about his wife he was all about his wife his woman his joy and i always say this because this is true I never saw them fight or argue. Now, I'm not saying they didn't fight or argue because, you know, they were together for a long time. So I'm pretty sure they had some disagreements. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I will say for sure is they did not display that in front of the house. Like they didn't, they didn't, you know, do that and they didn't carry on in such a way um, that would be displeasing to the, the family unit, right? Because again, if you see two people that you love and admire come to, come to arguments and and disagreements that sets about discord in the home and I didn't see that now again I want to say I didn't I don't I know that they had disagreements because my grandmother has a ton tons of stories about when they didn't agree and when they get along but again like I said um 
the fact that they kept that out of public sight and, and it wasn't consumption for the masses to talk about. I mean, it kind of gave me some rules of engagement when it came to my relationships with, with young women and how I should conduct myself as the man, um, not being this patriarchal role of I what I say goes, but also, again, what I saw my grandfather doing for my grandmother was I saw him cook. I saw mm-hmm. him clean. I saw him being the first guy up and the last guy to sleep. So I saw these things in order to make um, an easier path for my grandmother as she set out uh, for her day, in, you know, in the world. So that's what the word, that's what that word means to me. To me, the word mom means to motivate, empower, and nurture. I got you. I got you. <laughs> and that, that, that makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I told you, you you asking me questions that, you know what I'm saying? Well, you Questions should, that no one has ever asked me. So it's it's like, whoa. You should know where this is going. I mean, come on now. You, you Right, right. And I should I should know where I am and I should know who I'm talking to. As they say, you know? hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, okay, so let's back it up a little bit, too, because, again, as we talk about moms of men, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the relationship that you have with, with your son. Okay. And well, he's 22 now. Yes, he is. And I actually remember when he was a little youngster. <laughs> remember going to a football game with your sister. Mm-hmm. Mike was in high school at the time. Your brother, Mike, was in high school, and I can't. But well, he played quarterback, right? Yeah, he did. Oh, he was he was high school quarterback. I remember he was a star quarterback. That's right. That's right. He was pretty badass. <laughs> uh, he is pretty badass, I should say, not to say was. Um, and we were we came up, and this was before your. I, I don't think you had uh, Lexi at the time. Mm-hmm. I think you only had Keith. And, and Kayla. And Kayla. Little KK. <laughs> AKA Snacks. Inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> did your sister ever tell you about that? I think she did. I think snacks. she did. Oh my goodness. She was so cute with that. You know, some snacks. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Keith a little bit and your relationship with this young man. Okay. Uh, so I became. Keith's mother at the age of 18, a newly 18-year-old. I was pregnant with him my senior year and um, gave birth a few weeks after turning um, 18, after graduating. So, um, you know, I was was definitely in a place of um, not really sure what to expect, but I knew that uh, I was excited and, you know, ready to be this little boy's mother. Um, you know, this, the situation between me and his father uh, was not the best. Okay. And so I knew that I had to be double. You know, I had to be, I had to be the mother and the father. And I had to really... Um, <laughs> I had to be more than what I, I felt like, what I knew that he needed. I had, I had to give him more. I had to be more of a mother for him because in the absence of, of his father at that time. Um, so I think early on, you know, they, they say that you build 
a relationship and a connection with your child when the child is in the room. So, you know, we we already built this 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 really tight relationship from day one. Um so you know, during during the years, um, you know, it was always super important to me to be able to be the all the mother that I could be for him as a as a young boy. But also, it was super important for me to be able to teach him life early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take advantage of of teachable moments. Um, and to me, I don't feel like your child has to be, you know, a teenager in order for you to really teach them life. Um, so it was always important for me to just be the best mother that I could be to him, but also for us to have a relationship. And I really, truly believe that that is one ingredient that is missing in a mother and father, a mother, a mother and son relationship is that word relationship and so i had to learn as a young parent that i could still be his friend but he also had to have a level of respect for me as well there there was a line (laughs) um you know what i'm saying but it was it was always important for me just for us to have a relationship for him to know that no matter how however old he is he can always come to me he can talk to me about anything and i wanted us to have that friendship but also got it that respect right so you know i think that was always what i held on to you know from him being little keys to now grown man (laughs) which is still so um but it's so unbelievable man i I just sit back and i look at him like god Ah. but you know that that was the one thing that was really truly important to me was for us to have a relationship with one another and we cool you know what I'm saying yeah. we he he could call me we talk we sit and talk for hours like with the best of friends you know what I'm saying he calls me on his lunch break and say mom just you know checking on you he'll shoot me a text you know how your day going um we have a relationship that I don't think I would I would change there's nothing about our relationship that I would that I would change I love it and um you know he's at that age now Chris when he calls me and you know he's talking to me about his girlfriend he was just talking to me last <laughs> night about their relationship you know and it's not so much of him asking for advice right but just wanting to vent yeah you know and and share his feelings and that is one thing that I'm so proud of he's in a place where he can share how he feels he doesn't hold back yes and I'm so glad that we have that kind of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mom, do you need anything? You know, he he's the, the type of relationship, like I said, I just, I couldn't add to a better mother-son relationship. It's, it's, it's perfect. And it's important to kind of have that open door policy with your mom. Right. Because, again, I didn't grow up with my mom. But the one thing that I would say that... I was allowed the opportunity to do as I became a young man, even around about Keith's age, this is when I started to really formulate a real relationship with my mother. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was my 21st birthday. And my grandfather said, um, you know, I'm 
getting ready to go out with the boys because I can drink now. So I'm getting ready, you know, get my little <laughs> four pill to the Seven Eleven and get me a Boone's Farm. You know what I mean? Come on, come on. <laughs> and my grandfather said, "Hey, grandson, where you about to go?" Of course, I can't tell him where I'm about to go because I still live in this man's house and I can't tell him mm-hmm. I'm about to get up from the floor up. But he said, "Before you go out, um, want you to take a ride with me?" I said, "Okay." Because me and my grandfather had that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. We went through a lot to get to that point. But because I always had a very strong mind, and I think my grandfather knew that as, as, as being a young man, that he had to set some hardline parameters for me to, to go about my life, right? Because this dude was like, okay, let me let me tighten this guy up real quick, early. Um, <laughs> we got to that point where we had a very open and honest relationship with each other. And he, he asked me, he said, I want you to take a ride with me. And I'm thinking, okay, where this man want to, where, 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 where we about to go? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking he about to give me a birds and bees talk at the age of 21. Come on. <laughs> but it was something much deeper than that. Mm. We got in the car and he drove me to my mother's house. Now, my mother lived across town, as we say, back in Sanford. Um, so we went to her house and he pulls up and he said, go in there and, you know, spend some time with your mom. Mm. And I, again, at this point in time, me being 21, spending some time with my mom was the furthest thing from my mind on this right. day because I'm thinking to myself, yo, this is my day, right? This is my mm-hmm. day. Um, I'm going from a boy to a man, so to speak. And had I known then what I know now, again, know mm. better, you do better. Or if I knew better, I'd do better. That moment set a different course and a path and it was the foundation of the relationship that I have with my mom today I go into the house and again we don't really have a real relationship at this point in time and on my 21st birthday she breaks down and she starts crying and oh you know I'm sorry I wasn't there for and I'm looking at her like lady <laughs> and because I'm so angry, I'm so angry. And just, mm. I'm just being honest. I'm so angry um, that I'm like, you didn't come around. You didn't. You know, you weren't. You were still holding on. Yeah, I was holding on to so much, to a lot, yeah. so much anger, so much bitterness, and you got to let that stuff go. And what my grandfather taught me was face my fears. In that moment, like you said, teachable moment. He was teaching yeah. me to face my fears, face my angers, face my frustrations, you know, be honest about them. Mm-hmm. I basically told my mom at the time, I'm like, yo, you don't have a right. Mm. You don't have a right to, to be crying right now. And what I didn't understand is that to your point about being a young mother, because again, I'm making it. Because this is this is the thought process of a child. A thought, a ch- children are very egocentric, mm-hmm, like, and mm-hmm. that, they should be, right? Because they don't know about connections. They don't know right. about responsibilities because you're feeding them, right? right? Not at a point where they can feed others or teach others. So the teachable moment that my grandfather gave me at that moment that okay, now that I'm a man, I have to have a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. But she's going to play a very instrumental and a key role in my life going forward. And what he taught me in that moment, whether he knew it or not, and maybe he did because my grandfather was very wise. He was teaching me about forgiveness and redemption. 
Yeah, he knew it. That's why he drove. That's why he took y'all for that. He, he knew it. Absolutely. So to see this woman, and I'm gonna say this, he taught me a lot about empathy. Mm. So sitting with mm. this woman, who I had no real relationship with at the time, other than the fact of the biology, the biology of her being my mother, he taught me, okay, that sometimes it ain't about you. Right, yeah. And me having to go in and sit with my mom at the time and hear her, right? Like hear her mm. and feel her and be open enough to receive what she had to say. She was asking for forgiveness, which as you said earlier, no one had ever asked me for forgiveness before. So now I'm in this moment of truth where mm. I have the opportunity to forgive someone yeah. for something for a deep cut right because if you knew me back then I was at times a very very angry young man I was so angry and didn't know why like I was always moody and it's funny now that people you know call me this person um, you know this very thoughtful person this very empathetic person which is crazy because you know in my stint in corporate America they make you take all these you know, emotional intelligence tests and assessment mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I rank very high in empathy. You wouldn't have been able to tell me that back then, but maybe in that moment with my mother, that's where the foundation of my empathy began, or I already had it. And I just needed to release this anger and this bitterness. But that's what it was. I just remember going to give her a hug and telling her this. And I remember this like it was yesterday. I told her, we can't do anything about that now. Mm -hmm. I say, but what we can do is we can move forward and we can move forward together. I say, so from this moment on, it's up to you to want to have a relationship with me. I'm open to it. I'm open to it, but you have to do your part. And I promise you, she did just that. Mm. And not a that's beautiful. Like, you know what's crazy? I oh goodness, boy, listen. <laughs> All things do come back to remembrance. That was 21 years ago. Mm. Think about that. Wow. 32, that was 21 years ago. Wow. I just thought about that. Mm, 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 Message. Mm. Come on now. <laughs> come on. Wow. That was 21 years ago. It surely was. But I remember. And how is the relationship now? Oh, my goodness. 21 years later. We got a, 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 a Keith Mika Joy relationship. Oh, I can call my mom beautiful. about anything and we talk about everything and she's going to give me some real spill. You hear me? Because my mom, come on, my mom actually got the game and the name like she is my mom's. Listen, she's all that in a bag of chips. Really? She is. <laughs> she is a creator. She's a hustler. She's an entrepreneur. Now, yeah. she's not doing as well, like you said, as, as others are in that world, but I encourage her because she has so many creative influences and mm -hmm. so many like great ideas. She I, Life had beat her up to the point where she just didn't believe in herself. Mm, it'll do it. So I think that's my role in her life now to, to motivate, empower, and nurture her, to pour back mm. her into saying mom you got this you can do this you i mean I, yeah there was story after story after story after story that just in that moment and here's again here is i don't know this to be true but i think it is in that moment where my mother needed me most 
started when my grandfather took me to her house to kind of mm-hmm. establish or reestablish this this mother son connection. A couple of years after that, uh, that happened in '96. Um, excuse me, '97. A couple years after that, 2001. I'm. Back home from college, I'm living in Lake Mary, Florida. Got a nice apartment. Me and my cousin and my homeboy Jerome, um, and my cousin Al, aka Toon. Um, that December was a life-changing moment for my family on my mother's side. My grandmother, Ernestine, passed, mm. and I had never seen. My grand, my mom, my mom break like that. Like I, again, like I said, this woman is mind over matter. She's as strong and tough as nails. Cause my mother had been through a lot. Yeah. And and not having a relationship with her would have negated the fact that I get to know this much about my mom. But because we have mm-hmm. an open and honest relationship, like we talk about everything, and it's not just me telling her what I got going on. She also shares what she got going on with me. And in that moment. Like, it's crazy because this is what happened. My, I went over to visit my grandmother, my mom's mom, that Christmas, 2001. And she was sleeping on the couch. And this is a true story. She's sleeping on the couch. And I just sat by her, you know, just seeing, giving her some time to see if she'll wake up because it's in the middle of the afternoon and it's Christmas. And my little cousin came in and he was like, you want me to wake her up? And I said, no, I'll let her sleep. I'll just sit here with her for a couple more minutes. And mm, that was the last time that I saw my grandmother alive. Mm. You want to talk about being changed. I I mean, the thing just brought tears to my eyes just thinking of Mm, mm, it. That I just I remember that day like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to say I regret not waking her up. Part of me does because she was a very instrumental part of of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Well, because I would say she, my grandmother, my mother's mother, is the first woman who I think really looked at me with those eyes of hope and aspiration yeah yeah she used to call me man like she was the only one who called me that like everybody (laughs) chris uh little buck and all these other nicknames whatever but um she hey man like just the way she would say that and i can still hear her voice to this day did not wake her up and part of me does regret that but in the moment that i also appreciated of having some quiet time with her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by her side and appreciate her and as the story goes, that next day, I went to work and I got a call from my oldest brother, Eric, and mm-hmm. called and he said, can you get off work? And I, you know, thinking to myself, like, OK, what does this mean? And he called and he said, can you get off work? I said, sure. What's up? He said, I need you to go by the house and pick up mom and go to Gainesville and I, you know I graduated from the University of Florida so I'm like what are we going to Gainesville for mm-hmm. he said and my grandmother's name was Two. her nickname was Two. and he said 
I need y'all to go up to Gainesville and check on two because she's in the hospital. And I don't think the doctors will be able to resuscitate from the fire. Mm. And I had to go by the house to pick up my mom. And this was the first time I had to comfort her. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, we don't really have a relationship. But this is a two-hour drive. Mm. Where I have to, Perfect time. Perfect. Listen to me. Where <laughs> you have to know God orchestrates these moments. Yes, yes. We're in the car for two hours. And she is a ball of nerves, a bucket of tears. Mm. And I have to be strong. And I remember having to be strong in this moment for this person, for this woman. And be a man. And be a man. Yes. To be a pillar, not a pillow. Mm-hmm. 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 And I just remember that and it was such a powerful moment for me too. I can say 21 years later that she is one of my best friends and I can't mm. talk about anything. Just because That's of true. that day of me humbling myself to be open to forgive her, right? And and getting to the point where I could forgive myself for being bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's beautiful that you and I was, have that. I was going to say, um, you know, I applaud you in that moment that your grandfather dropped you off. You know what I'm saying? Because you could have, you could not have been open. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That, that... All those feelings that you had of not understanding, you know, the relationship or understanding her as a mother, you could have allowed those things to really like shut you completely down. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But you you saw the opportunity, you saw the beauty in that moment. And I applaud you for putting all of that to the side and just saying, you know what? This is my time with my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, your grandfather knew what he was doing. He did. And and I even applaud him because as a family member, he knew, okay, something needs to be done. Let me step in. Let me let me do this for them. Because if I don't, they may not ever get to the point where they need to be. Agreed. So I, I, I even applaud him for that. Because twenty one years later y'all not y'all may not even be in this place that you're in because the both of you would not have you might not have known, okay, when would be the perfect time, when would be in the right time to kind of you know what I'm saying, work on our relationship. So you all were forced in that moment. And just the two of you. Which it, it should have been. It was because my mother um, has two other sons. My older uh-huh. brother, Eric, me, I'm the middle child, or she would so eloquently say, I'm her knee baby. Uh, <laughs> and my youngest brother, Courtney. And I love to hear her say, and she says this all the time. The one thing that she wanted, and she says this, she prayed to God, the one thing that he does for her is to take care of her sons and allow them to become men. And all three of us are grown and all three mm. are productive. And just and I'm so thankful for my brothers. Like, yeah. I'm so yeah. thankful because my oldest brother 
Eric, aka Bean, this dude is he's a powerhouse, man. That dude, I was listening to one of my podcasts one day and I called him and I told him, I said, dude, I sound just like you in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And this dude was, he was, he was that guy. Like Mm. folks in Bokey, aka Sam from Florida. He was that dude. And a lot of people didn't even know that we were brothers, right? Oh, wow. Because I grew up, you know, in Academy Manor on the other side of town. And my brother, he spent some time in Seminole Gardens and the projects, um, with, AKA the compound. And, you know, but we when we got together, it was like we never left. Mm, um, he, always, he always showed me off. Like, I, he, he, he could come by, pick me up, and we go, you know, he go buy me some shoes or just spend some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he always made me know that I was his brother and that I was a concern of his and any money he could shoot, he would, any advice that he would give, he would. Yeah. And I really appreciated him for always doing that. Um, we don't have the same father, but we do have the same mother. And he always did yeah. it. Uh, and very important opportunity to come and spend some time with me so mm-hmm. give him a shout out for that and yeah and she prayed about that and i think to, to say all that to say this that the three of us do have a very complete and dynamic relationship as men even though we didn't grow up together as brothers that's beautiful yeah and i think i think that's important too for you know because kayla and alexis doesn't have the same father as Marquis, mm-hmm. they share the same father. So, you know, growing up and having all three of them with me, you know, it was super important. There was not, you know, or you my half sister or you, you know, there was, it was none of that. You all are brothers, brother and sisters. That's who y'all are. And that's how I raised them. You know what I'm saying? Um, they never, they knew they had different fathers, but it was never, it was never that type of relationship or division or separation, you know? Yeah. That was important to me. And even now as they're older, you know, it, it, I get on them when I feel like they don't reach out to one another enough and check on one another, but it makes me feel good to know that without even having to force it sometimes, you know, for one of them to say, well, Hey, I talked to Kayla or I talked to keys today or, you know, we were texting and that that it makes me feel good to know that they can have that relationship outside of me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely important because, again, like I said, I think people do as they see, not as they hear. Mm-hmm. So it's important to teach your kids through words, but it's more important to teach them through deeds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, my mom made sure that the three of us had a relationship as brothers um, and the three of us independently of each other or one another have a relationship with our mother and for a long part of that first 21 years I I probably was the missing piece and again I was dealing with a lot of pain and hurt and frustration as well but given that opportunity to make it right and I made it right before my grandmother passed right and I want to go back to what you said about making sure you have the time to appreciate people while they're still here as they say you know you got to give folks their roses while you while they can still smell them i mean having mm-hmm. do these things uh before my grandmother passed was very important to all four of us and now we're still here um 
to, to support each other and to support one another. Now, like I said, we're at that point as young men, or I can't but young men, my bad, because I'm in my 40s. <laughs> you still a young man now? Meeting my mom and, and making sure she's good, like how Keith does at the age of 22, calling you to say, mom, you okay, you okay? Like, that's important for a young man, right? To make sure his mother's straight, right? Like she's the first woman in his life, regardless of the relationship. She is the yeah. first woman in his life. And that particular relationship is definitely important on how he is going to proceed with the women to come in his life after that. Guess who's Bizat? It's your boy C. Will Holler, a.k.a. The Father, with my special co-host today on The Men's Show, Miss Mika Joy, the voice behind the truth. That is. Facts. Mika, this conversation has been an emotional roller coaster for me. It has. Chris, listen, and I'm I'm sitting over here like, okay, I, and I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous because this is a different place for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here, I got my, my carnelian and I'm just, you know, <laughs> sipping on, you know, trying to be as comfortable as I can. But um, yeah, you, you, you was hitting me with some things I just, you know, cause I didn't know, I didn't know, I knew what the topic was, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know <laughs> what you had in store for me. You know, so. I, I'm a, like I said, I am just merely a vessel. And what I learned to be in life is a willing vessel, right. a willing participant in this thing to go on and let the spirit use me as needed. Because mm-hmm. as I quickly found out doing this podcast um, and the other podcast in my mind, people look forward to this. Yes, they do. And I'm one of them. <laughs> you know, I'd be on your ass like, come on now. But what is... <laughs> Listen, it's been it's been eight days. My brother? It's been eight days, yeah. When's the next episode? Listen to me. I had so many people calling in like, hey, uh, when's the next podcast? Yes, man, you can't do that to us not in talk. Yeah, facts, facts. But, um, you know, I go through my morning meditation and one thing came across my um, account today where I believe the universe does send you messages, whether you Mm -hmm. read them or not, that's up to you. I came across a friend of mine's uh, message and he said something and the guy by the name of Adam Bean he said that he learned that he it was his job to treat his walk as an entrepreneur as a job mm. and he made sure that he was writing content every single day and I was like what that like wow that that set a fire under my ass to your point <laughs> on my ass like it was like yo every day Wow. Within reason, right? Because you got to give yourself time and you got to take it easy on yourself to to recover because, uh, as you know, these things take you on such emotional roller coasters. Yes, yes, it does. That you got to have time to kind of replenish and build back up because there's such a catharsis like this, an outpouring of of spirit and emotion when you do. Yes. You kind of need a moment to go back. Yeah, it can can be a bit draining, but you know what I'm saying? I also feel like as long as we keep ourselves in a place like you know I meditated this morning too you know what I'm saying for me I had to make sure that my mind was clear and that I was in a good place because I knew I was gonna be on the men's show you know what I'm saying so I had to make sure I was in a good place and I think 
for us to be doing the things that we're doing, we have to make sure that we're good. Facts. So even though, you know, we're going on these on this roller coaster of emotions, you know, as we're pouring out, we also have to make sure that we take care of ourselves. And and that's the little nuggets, little pieces of, you know, self-care, making sure that we incorporate those things into our daily to make sure we stay on the up and up. That's right. Um, but back on the topic of our moms of men, um, and I was just playing back the first segment in my head. And the funny thing is, I was like, I don't think I will need to edit out anything. Because <laughs> it was such a, just a raw and authentic um, conversation mm-hmm. that I don't remember there being a lot of dead space um, in there. So I, no. once I play it back, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, run it through the editing tool to clear out any background noise or anything like that. But I didn't, I didn't, I don't recall there being a tons of dead space or anything like that. I don't either. I really appreciate, you know, you being the co-host today. But I want to bring it back to the segment uh, or the topic of, of moms of men. And you were talking about your son, Keith, and where you guys are in your relationship as it pertains to uh, where you are now, like in your current life. Um, and he being a young man in a relationship himself and him calling you, not for advice, but just kind of sort of, I would say, support and that's kind of sort of what I wanted to talk a little bit about being a mom I know I know my mom provides me such tremendous amount of support um talk a little bit about the support that she provides well the support with uh with him now you know what I'm saying like he he not only his relationship but also work life you know what I'm saying he went off to school he went to fam for two years and came back home Mm -hmm. now when he came back home you know, he had the spirit of of being a failure, mm. and I had to continue tell him, "Look, baby, you listen. You went. At least you went. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you. But don't feel like just because you had to come back home that you're a failure. You're honestly, I told him straight up, there was a reason mm. that you didn't finish. Mm. There was a reason you didn't finish, and it was a reason that you had to come back home. Right." And it's for a good reason. You know what I'm saying? So don't beat yourself up. Just take this opportunity to uh, create a different path and a different lane for yourself and be open to that. And so, um, you know, right now, just give him the support that he needs on his job. He's looking to step up. He's been on this job almost two years. He came back home from school and went straight to work, went straight to work, uh, saved up. He got him a car and, you know, he's doing really good. So right now just keeping him giving him the support he needs on this job letting him know that he is capable of accomplishing anything that he wants to accomplish um and also just just really being not so much the mother all the time for him and stepping in and saying no you shouldn't do that no you sometimes he just needs to talk he just needs to vent and he just needs to know that I got this. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think for him in at right now at his age, you know, because his grandparents, his father's uh, parents have been very influential in his life. And so, you know, he's he was raised by myself and by them as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think I have created that, I bring that balance for him, you know, because they're very old school and they're, you know, by the book, you gotta do it this way, this way. But for me, I give him that side to say, look, life happens and, and you just gotta keep it moving, you know, and you don't have to do everything by the book, you know? So um, 
I just really, to me, it's important to be able to just give him that extra strength that he needs to know that, yes, I'm a young man. And yes, it's okay for me to make mistakes. You know, it's okay for me to have those moments where I may not feel too sure of myself. I may have those moments where, you know, I need to cry and let out. But I got my mama I can call. My mama got me no matter what. And I think when it comes to support, support is not always what you can do out of the pocket. You know, support is on a whole nother, it's on a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? It's not just oh, I can come out the pocket if he's short on this or short on that. You know, no, support to me goes a long way. It's, it's so much beyond that. All right, so let's keep it moving. Let's keep the move. Let's keep it moving. Um, Go ahead and let the spirit use us today. Come on. Um, You talked about support. I would definitely say that my mother's been instrumental in supporting me. Um, One of my proudest moments was having her at my side when I walked across that stage at the University of Florida, graduating Mm. with my degree. So to piggyback off of what you were talking about, your son, Keeson, having to come home after two years of school at FAMU, my dad used to say something that's funny, but very poignant. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. It don't mean shit. It sure don't. Right. So as we're <laughs> as we're embarking into this new life, this new these, this new economy, because this is coming, if people know it or not, there's a new economy that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I definitely hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about is education, not the fact that you're not to be educated and not that you don't read and, you know, acquire knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not that. But typical education in terms of going to a four-year university, um, I think what entrepreneurs more so focus on is uh, skill set and ability. Right. And it led me to create a system, what I call for myself, um, me building. Right. You mm. know, that, that team building skills. I have a system for myself that I call me building skills. I can dig that. <laughs> And I don't really share that out because again, it's, it's more so specifically for myself, but um, in my me building skill set are people, right? People are a part of this process and this toolkit that I have. And you gotta have people who are, I would say supportive, not people who enable you, but right. people who support you, people who are able to pour back into your spirit, people who are able to pour back into your being, into your person, right? And 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 it sounds like you and your son have that same relationship because that's very instrumental. And like I said, very important for a young man to have. It, it's very important for a young man to have his mother be in his corner as he proceeds through life. Um, and it's going to be instrumental in the relationships that he has with the women that are going to come in his life, right? Because as his mother treats him, this is the archetype of how he's going to treat women. Yeah. yeah. So if, if his mother is dismissive and not supportive, then he's probably going to be dismissive and not supportive to the women in his life. Like one thing I will say about my mom, and she and my dad were not together, but she never spoke ill of my father. She never tore my father down. She never spoke ill of him in my presence and that was very important again because as a man it showed me that 
she was going to be my mother, regardless of what the relationship between her and my father was. Right, right. And what that taught me was if I were to have children, that regardless of the relationship that I would have with the mother, that I needed to be there and be supportive of the children. Right. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But also that it helped me be a better friend in life because regardless of the relationship that people were going to have with me, I needed to be a supportive friend. Um, Not to say that I would be there and allow people to beat me up, but I wasn't going to be the reason that we weren't friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like if you if you didn't want to be friends anymore, that was your that, that's your call. I get it. Some people buy my brand, some people don't. I'm gonna be good either way. Come on. So I, you know, it's funny, Chris, that you mentioned how my support and and how I am with him will show up in his relationships because <laughs> those things are showing up in his current relationship. Oh, absolutely. And as soon as you said that, it just, it, it took me back a minute. You know what I'm saying? Because I see him in, in his relationship and how he is with this young lady. And I think it's, uh, it's it's beautiful, even at his age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 22 years old, you know, he is about her. He's not about her, this one, this one. He is about her. He's committed to the relationship. And it's it's been beautiful just to see some of the things, like I said, you just made me think of, I mean, some of the things that I have taught him and talked to him about, about relationships and just even how I support him shows up in his relationship. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. You just, you took me back. (laughs) Well, one thing for sure, two things for certain, life is cyclical. So what goes around comes around. And I, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, again, as the Bible says, those seeds that a man sowed, them shall he also reap. So I think in that essence that the the purposeful way that you created this dynamic called relationship between you and your son is going to be the fertile ground or the fertile soil for him to build a solid foundation with the young woman that he's going to eventually share his life with. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, and it is important again, because again, not having my mother and dealing with abandonment issues and not being able to trust people um, definitely hampered a lot of relationships earlier on for me because I didn't have a I wasn't like you know a lot of guys growing up and and where I'm from I didn't have a bunch of girlfriends or anything like that because I think it was just at a point that I didn't trust women like that like I mm. my I trusted my grandmother and I trusted the women who I was entrusted to right like my grandmother my aunt that's deep but when I started to develop a strong relationship with my mother the relationships that I had with young women changed. It did. Like mm. I'm more to your point, I was more supportive. I was more present in those relationships. I was yeah. looking at them as just objects of affection or desire. Once you begin to heal that 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 wound. Absolutely. Once mm-hmm. I begin to heal that wound and allow that wound to heal, right? Because it's two parts, right? You got the wound mm-hmm. going to heal if you give it time. Um, but you also can provide you know external care to the wound i.e when you country like us i eat some salve (laughs) (laughs) which chris rock would say some tussin (laughs) with some tussin on it um those those things to heal um because i noticed that right when i was growing up i always had such a strong relationship with my guy friends and i had female friends growing up i can name drop a couple female friends who i was very close to in high school 
women that um, who are dynamic and beautiful women today. Uh-huh. But by the time you know I got to college, when I met your when I met your sister, was the time where my relationship with my mom started to change and started to heal and started to elevate. So now uh-huh. I'm able to have or start to have you know real relationships, right? Like real ca- caring yeah. for women, right? Not just being there and being a guy and you know having sex and doing stuff like that, but also being present in the relationship as it pertains to. Uh, queer pro quo, right? Like a, a, a rising tide lifting all boats, as you said. Yeah, my grandfather was like, because he was a strong man in my life, so I was able to be a strong man for men, right? As but that know. that that statement, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but that that statement being present in your relationships, like that, you know, we would think that that's something that is just kind of like automatic. Sure, but. For you to be able to recognize that now that if it had not been for you and your mom rebuilding the relationship between you two that you wouldn't be where you are now in relationships with women if that had not began to start taking place oh absolutely to be present mm. absolutely because i did like i said i didn't have that archetype now what i did have was the relationship with my grandmother uh-huh that was very matriarchal like it was very she was motherly yeah right but the 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 relationship that you have with Keith and the relationship that I now have with my mother is more so worldly uh-huh. right uh-huh. mom again I'll say it like this right in most traditional households your mother gives you your name your father gives you the game uh-huh. Uh-huh. right so my my mother gave me my name but she also gave me the game come on now right she did and she taught me a lot about how to be a man for women through her misgivings and her relationships with with guys because she struggled with daddy issues Uh right that was important for me too to be able to share those experiences with him and and again to take advantage to, to share my experiences with him and turn them into a teachable moment right not so much saying okay you should do a b and c but for him just taking and receiving what i'm sharing with him with my experiences and to allow those to be able to teach him facts so as we begin to wrap up this episode and go about our days and i wrapping it up already Oh no, I'm just saying. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That com- t- towards that part of the conversation. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> I know you are, because we're gonna do many more. Like this, it's only just begun. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm the good spirits. So I'm over here singing. Um, yes, yeah. Cause we don't see that side of you. Not not singing. No, well, you don't know the half. If you were Come on, come Listen on. Listen to me. I, I was a part of a group for a small time called the Karaoke Kings. No. Yes, we would go to the different karaoke bars throughout the city, and we would kick ass and take names. You hear me? What? We would get up, and I say, we set them up, and we knock them down. <laughs> we set them up, and we knock them But I, I would like to be a witness in the room. <laughs> you know, uh, back in 2015, for my birthday, I wanted to have a karaoke party. And to me, man, that was one of the best things I could ever 
Man, that sounds fun. I've never, I've never done karaoke. It was so fun. It was like 20, 25 people, close friends of mine here came out and showed support. People who I did not think would get up to sing, got up and sing. Wow. It was beautiful. We had so much fun and everybody talks about how much fun we had that night. And again, I I, I wanna go back to having that moment with my mom kind of opened up all these different ways and stuff that I could have, not a whole message. It gave me a new opportunity (laughs) to have a different type of relationship with myself. Uh, uh. That just came to me. <laughs> Come on, out of thinking. Right? Like, I'm going to say this, right? Again, and I said this, not only was it important and instrumental for me to forgive my mom, but it was important and instrumental for me to forgive myself. Uh-huh, once uh-huh. I, oh, once yeah. I forgave myself, like I said, for, for being so bitter and angry and frustrated with her. Um, I was able to have a new and different type of relationship with myself. I was able to explore, you know, who I was Uh and what I really wanted in life. And I wanted to be a good person. I wanted to be a good man. Yeah. Right. And, And being able to be comfortable with the feminine energy within myself. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a whole nother topic. Yes, it is. Right. And I think, again, one thing you don't associate men with, especially black men, is nurturing. Uh-huh, because uh-huh. motivational and, and empowerment comes from a lot of black men, right? You have a lot of black yeah. men as coaches. You have a lot of black men as preachers. You have a lot of black men as successful businessmen and gurus. Even uh-huh. to, you know, a lot of the type of guys that I grew up with who wouldn't be your prototypical motivational speakers, but a lot of pimps, a lot of drug dealers. It got uh-huh. that game too. Like they just weren't bad men as society depicted them, but these right. had to play the cards that they were dealt. But they had a lot of game. And a lot of them taught me a lot about life and, and how to, you know, roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, having that relationship with my mom allowed me to tap into a different type of my person and a different type of energy that I feel like I had been cut off from and that allowed mm. for different personalities, so to speak, mm, 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 mm. and, and add value to who I was as a person, to my friends, leading up to being able to get up in front of, of an audience full of strangers and sing a song that was yeah. but sing it like it was my own. Come on. And, yes. man, and that this thing is beautiful, of... isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you know, listening to you and and let me just say and I'm sure your listeners know this or anybody that knows you know you are such a great storyteller thank you I love it make me feel like I need to you know because I I didn't tell no stories I feel like I'd be all over the place (laughs) but um no you listening to you took me back to a conversation that I had with Keith and how he was sharing with me that he is so grateful that I allowed him to be himself mm. because with his grandparents he felt like he needed to be a certain kind of young man he wasn't he wasn't comfortable but I allowed him I gave him the permission so to speak to just completely be who he is and you know the different trends and things that you know he went through and you know, discovering his personal style and just really truly being comfortable with who he is. And 
that was something else just listening to you just made me kind of you know you took me back to a conversation I had with him and to even hear him just say thank you mom you know like <laughs> it touched me because he said he wouldn't he wouldn't be who he is today if I had not given him that okay that green light to say hey look it's okay be who you are be okay with that Facts. and you don't have to be anybody else for anybody else so where do we go from here as mothers of men, as a mom of a young man, and as, like I said, a mom and supporter of In My Mind and The Men's Show and the mother of the Truth Moment podcast. We want to give you a plug as well. Mm. Boy, that's a loaded that's a loaded question. Now, where do I start with, with the breakdown of that? Right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your first mind. Well, I'll start with, you know, with me and with me and Keith, you know, um, for me, I want to continue. I want to continue to be um, his rock. I want to continue to be that support system. I want to continue for our relationship to grow, you know, and right now, honestly, I, I think we need to be in a better place. We need to spend more QT with one another. Okay. You know, I, 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 I miss my baby. He working all the time. And when he off, he's spending time with his girlfriend. And I'm like, I sit back and I get a little low-key jealous. Like, hey, I miss you, man. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I think as we continue, as, you know, as I get older and, and he gets older, I definitely feel like we need to spend more QT in order to um, just add to our to the dynamics of our relationship we need to spend more face to face and I ain't talking about just FaceTime either. I got you um, but uh, so yeah that's that's me and Keith you know just continue to be uh, the best that we can be for one another and uh, yeah so as far as uh, what did you what else you hit me with the man show mm-hmm. I don't know you tell me Chris well like I said as an avid supporter um I definitely see where we'll have you on and maybe you and Jason will get to host the show, co-host the show together. And I think that would be very different. And because you two have different energies versus the type of energy that you and I have. Mm-hmm. I think you and, and Jason, if I'm being honest, have a much more free flowing energy than you and I, <laughs> um, which I, and I love to sit back and listen to you two banter and talk um and i learn a lot from you both actually um because you to be fair and to be honest you both are in different places in your lives where you have three young adults and he has one young adult and two younger children um and not mm-hmm. a parent myself so i kind of get the purview of uh, a mother's perspective and a father's perspective and to me that's beautiful because i've known you both over you know well yeah over 20 years now so mm-hmm. so to sit back and watch people that I know and that I've grown up with go from young woman to woman, from young man to man, and being parents as he was a parent younger when we were 22, I believe is when he first had Tanaya or you know brought Tanaya home. Um, to me, that was so important, you know, mm-hmm. to be a supporter of my brother at that time going through that moment in his life yeah being that for him and i remember like when he was telling stories about being a single father with an infant daughter i would go by the house and sit with him and tanaya when he couldn't go out 
investment mm. and i because that that that's my that's my dude right there yeah, yeah that's my guy like he and i met in television productions back at lake mary high school and we just became really good friends because we enjoyed a lot of the same things like we would go to the house and play video games we would go to the different you know sports parks and play basketball and having these people be such an instrumental part of your life is is, is super important right so mm-hmm. i think going forward um to answer your question we're gonna see much more of you on the men's show because it's not just the show i think a lot of people hear the men's show and think it's a show just about men and for men um but the show actually is an acronym to motivate empower and nurture and again like i said earlier you don't hear that word nurture be synonymous with men is and synonymous with black men and i definitely now that's the truth but i want folks to understand that the majority of the men in my life, if not all of them at some point, motivated me, empowered me, and nurtured me along with the women. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rising tide lifts all boats. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're gonna have you around and definitely we're gonna we're gonna have you as a guest on, on in my mind as well. Come on now, now wouldn't that be oof? <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely? Well, you know, I'm I'm down, I'm down. And you know, I knew from the time that I had you on back in August and then had you and Jason on together I told y'all I knew then like we and <laughs> that wasn't the end <laughs> I knew that that wasn't the end Back. yes man so yes I'm down I'm cool with whatever you just let me know you know I'm okay and before we get you out of here something just popped up in my head that I, I want to talk about a little bit before we get you out of here um what does the term mama's boy mean to you? Because <laughs> we, uh, we talk about this this relationship, this dynamic between a mother and a son. And I've had, I've heard people, you know, speak negatively of men having strong relationships with their mother, i.e., is he a mama's boy? Yeah. What does that term mean? Yeah. Now his dad, his Marquise's dad has said that, you know, he, he's just old mama's boy. And I said, well, let me, let me tell you something. Oh, tell sir. him something, sir. Okay. Because listen, um, I mean, this is just facts. This is just truth. When you were around, I was there. Yeah. Okay. So you can't, you know, in his voice, it sounds like he feels some type of way that me and him have this, me and Keith have this type of relationship. But, um, you know, I guess it depends because, you know, being a mama's boy, it, it, mm. <laughs> when I hear that, to me, it, the first, one of the first words that come to mind is handicap. And even though I have a really close relationship with Marquise, at the same time, I had to keep in mind that I don't want to handicap him in any area of his life. You know, I don't, I want to make sure that. I'm giving him the tools and things that he needs to survive out here in, in, in this in this world, but also because mm. <laughs> see my mind just went to the left because I, I started thinking about relationships too. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. oh Chris, I don't know if we have the time for that one. You hear me? Because my mind right now, in my mind, in my- I'm all over the place. That's a- 
I'm all over the place with that. Handicap, like I, mama's boy, just mm. because it could it could be a good thing, but it can also be a really negative thing too. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think to piggyback off something you said when I asked the question, you are there to motivate, empower, and nurture. I e. Yes, bring us back. You you are there to support. You are not there to enable. So right, you, you right. Spoke avidly about not handicapping him. Meaning, you're not going to be an enabler. You're going to be mm-hmm. order, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I'm here to be a pillar, not a pillow. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. A pillar is something that stands tall and firm, right. and it holds up. A pillow is something that's soft, and you read. And you go, it's like, no, I'm not here for, for y'all to get no sleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to raise the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tear the roof off the mother. <laughs> yes. Now that might, that might, you know what? Maybe that could be a future topic that me, you, and Jason could discuss. That whole mama's boy, you know? Because that, that opens up a whole, ooh. Mm. That topic can go down so many different streets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, again, that's why we're here um, to have these discussions and to spark discussions and to spark thought. And yeah. To open up and let's talk about, you know, the little dark secrets that we all have um, yeah. as we go about life. Because one thing's for sure, two things for certain is we realize that everybody struggles and suffers and deals with these same things. So we think, oh man, Lord, why me? And just be in uh-huh. love. And then, man, I was saying to myself one day for real, I was like, man, God, why me? And God was like, why not you? <laughs> right. Okay. Why not? Yeah. I built you. You got this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and again, having a strong mom um, in the background to support that is very instrumental in. Mm-hmm. A, a boy becoming a man right yes yes I'm sorry I, I just I couldn't give you one concrete I couldn't because my mind just went oh so many different places and that's fine again like but that mom we're, we're here to be open and honest with each other so I mean and and not all questions immediately have answers you know right that's true I think what what and I think that's the pressure I was feeling you know being a guest because I've never been a guest oh yeah on anybody else's podcast so I think that was the pressure for me and the feeling in the beginning that I need to you, you add something and I need to just boom no absolutely not I mean I, a lesson learned for today yeah again <laughs> it, that's something you on and then come back write it down and make it plain right so when you come back we can say hey well, we talked about this the last time and, and during you know mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the catch up we are able to talk about that stuff yes yes so well, Chris, this was fun. Absolutely, absolutely. When when I do these things, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what are we gonna talk about? Now I'm sitting back, like, I'm gonna sit. Man, you got this. Hey, listen, you, you 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 got got this. this. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna sit here and I want to listen to this all day. I don't even want to go to the gym now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna get myself up and get myself, you know, ready for yeah, plan. And as we know, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Come on now. So, um, Miss Mika Joy, the voice behind the truth, I want to again thank you for being my co host on today's episode of The Men Show, the show that here that is here to motivate, empower, and nurture. And I want to give those 
closing remarks to you. The floor is yours. Oh, my God. Well, uh, beautiful people, everyone who pressed play on uh, today's episode, thank you for joining. Uh, This was definitely uh, an opportunity that I felt like I needed to take advantage of. Uh, Like you, Chris, I feel like this may open doors for me, you know, just being this is the first time that I've been on someone else's uh, podcast as a guest and um, yeah, yeah, so I just, I want to thank everyone who tuned in I know this episode probably will be a little lengthy, but uh, it's all good, hopefully you listen to everything, even if you had to chop it up a little bit, you know, in the sections Uh, but yeah, I just want to say Thank you to everyone who did tune in. Also, if you guys, Chris, would it be okay for me to shout out my podcast? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, uh, if any of you all have not listened to my podcast, The Truth Moment, I want to invite you all to check me out. Press play. I am on Apple Podcasts, and that is the hashtag. Make sure you put that hashtag in there, include it. But it's The Truth Moment truth moment is one word podcast uh with mika joy and again that's on apple podcast i am also on spotify and app uh, anchor i'm sorry anchor podcast as well and uh yeah come on and join me for this wave of truth on the truth moment podcast i couldn't have said it better <laughs> yes you, you you probably and i wouldn't have said it better <laughs> No, my sister, Rising Tide lifts all boats. And again, um, I really appreciate you being our special co-host today. And we're going to continue to motivate, empower, and nurture, and tell the truth. Yes. Come on now. Message. All that, yeah. <laughs> all right, Mika, have a good day. All right, you too. Later.